Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. And uh, in the other other end, I think I have Kat as as usual and ready and prepared for uh, episode number 49. We're almost at the magic 50th episode, but not quite there yet. Hello, Kat. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Halfway to 100, aren't we? Halfway to 100. Man, I've been speaking to you for that long. I need a medal. (laughs) What? Are you asking for a divorce? Well, no, a medal isn't quite a divorce. I don't know what it's like in your country, but when you ask for a divorce, it's quite different for asking for a medal. Oh, I didn't hear you said that. Just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually hear the word. <laughs> oh, good start. Great start. Right, you're not breaking up with me. That's good. No, not yet. We'll see. We'll see how you perform. <laughs> well, I always perform. I always have stellar performances. <laughs> Stellar performances, right? <laughs> like As the um, like the guys in the and the pub the other night when I went out with my um, I went out with my gay BFF who lives here in the glitter pit, and we went to um, um, a quite a cool bar actually. It was very happening, lots of good music and um, good beers on tap, and we we sat and chatted because we haven't seen them for for months, so we just sort. Of, Sat there and just had verbal diarrhea for at least three hours, just blah, 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 <laughs> as you do. Um, but actually, it's quite interesting to observe how, because in here in the glitter pit and where I was in the previous giant sand pit, um, and I guess in a lot of places where you go out to the pub, the men tend to outnumber the women by about six to one. Particularly here, it's about twelve to one. Um, and you get a lot of guys in the very young set who, you know, in their early 20s who are out and about having a good time and, you know, they're with their girlfriend mates who, you know, um, they know through as work colleagues and what have you. Um, and in the giant sand pit where I was previously, that would be, that was that strata. And then you'd get guys who are out, they were in, you know, their 40s, 50s, who were working away from home, um, usually perhaps divorced, maybe things weren't going so well at home um, with the marriage, so they'd gone to a different country to sort of work it out and make some more money. Um, And they were there for a very different uh, perspective or a very different um, way of living. So they would be out for the same thing, which is pretty much what all men are out for. What, booze? And women, (laughs) mostly women. Um, and because the numbers were not stacked in their favour, it's interesting to see how they operate. And here in the glitter pit, there's a bit, there's a, a middle structure as well. So there's some, there's you know, people in their thirties and, and early forties who, you know, professionals just out for a good time. But um, it's interesting as a an older female, and I say that nicely mm. about myself, who to observe, <laughs> yeah, to observe how how they go about it and what their technique is and what their tactics are. Um, because the principles of dating, the principles of getting your leg over and, and getting into bed with someone are, are the same. You know, you want to make them uh, attracted to you, so you want to have some interest, um, some intention, some desire, and some action. So it's all the same sort of thing. So the principles are exactly the same, same thing. But each guy goes about it quite differently, and the tactics they use are quite 
entertaining Mm -hmm. and you can see which ones are going to be successful um, and which ones are definitely going to crash and boom so I was out the other night with um with my gay BFF as I say and and it's great because you know around him he's he's hilarious Um, and he gets the same thing that you know guys being hit hit on him as well Um, and what staggers me is um, I know I'm 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 a very happy person and normally I'm laughing and you know, joking around with everybody and I'm quite easy to get on with, I think. I'm maybe a bitch, but I'm quite... I, I can confirm that. Very, and very I enjoy, easy. I enjoy having very, a good time. Very loose. <laughs> very loose. Um, so I get a lot of guys coming up to me and I, and I don't think that I'm you know, too ugly either. I think you know, I'm, I'm all right looking. Nah, especially nah you're, not, you're not that ugly, <laughs> that ugly no. You're and all the right. Fact I'm, um, a mum and I've been married for a long time. It, it doesn't stop me going out and having a good time. But um, so I get hit on a lot, and I don't know whether it's just because you know it's a twelve to one ratio and I'm the only one there, or you know, it, it doesn't matter. But I that night there was about seven men who all tried different tactics to try and get me to go home with them, and that's pretty much the bottom line. Um, and so there was the guy who just thought he was really shit hot and he came up to dance and he was throwing me around the floor, dancing, pretending to dance, and then he'd take his T-shirt over his head and he was all sweaty and he oh. was just vile. So I was like, <laughs> and funny enough, the security came and evicted him pretty pretty quickly. <laughs> and there was the old guy who was probably in his 50s and he was like a whale. He, he, he came and sat on my bar stool. I went to the loo and he came in and he sat on my bar stool while I was gone. So he, he could he knew I had been there, um, and he sort of much pretty much swallowed up the bar stool with his fat ass, um, and he started going on about you know how great he was and was how, that his you know, dating good. strategy? That was his dating strategy. on your bar stool. Yep. Wow, <laughs> that was for groundbreaking. Me. <laughs> 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 if I didn't want to vomit then. Um, and then there was a guy who just kept, you know, pushing at me and pushing at me and touching me. I was like, just fuck off. I don't want to be touched. Thank you very much. And then there was another guy who just came up and goes, I've, don't you recognize me? And I was like, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> he says, well, I don't recognize you either. <laughs> not even funny. He says, yes, but surely you recognize me. I say, no, I, we're not having this. We're not playing this game. I'm not interested. He goes, oh yeah, I'm really, really sorry. I really, I really thought thought you looked quite nice. So I just wanted to talk to you. So there's a whole desperation thing going on. It's like, okay, well, that's yeah. an instant turn off yeah. as well. And and the one guy I might have, oh no, there was two others. So careful One guy at the end of the night, we were walking. I was walking out by myself to get a taxi, and this other guy was walking at the same time. We were walking about the same pace. You know, when you don't want to sort of look at somebody because you're at the same level, and there's just the two of us, and we're going to this big line of taxis, and and one of us starts to slow down, so the other one slowed down, the other one sped up, so we sped up. Yeah. And he just looked at me, and said, "Are we going to compete for a taxi?" And I said, "I'm." think pretty right there's about 10 lined up we don't think we have to compete and he was quite chatty so we chatted and I found out he was Arabic so I was practicing my Arabic language with him mm-hmm. um and he just oh can we go home and I said well honey I'm old enough to be your mother <laughs> and he, it turned out that probably I was old enough to be his mother <laughs> it made him a little bit scared um but the one guy I think got it right and he got it right in, in the bar and if I'd been in the market I would have gone home with this guy was he was um young Spanish guy 
and it was his friend who got kicked out who was doing the weird dancing. Um, and he just stood there and he shook his head and he said, oh, he always gets himself into trouble. And he just started chatting. He didn't ask about any questions. He just started chatting about, you know, um, what are you doing and what we were doing there and about language and all sorts of things. And he smiled a lot and he was just nice and he was non-threatening um, and he was just himself. He was just himself. He wasn't trying to be anything. He wasn't trying to be clever. He wasn't trying to be funny. It ended up being very amusing. I would so. argue, I would argue that giving people this voice that they should be just be themselves might that might backfire. I mean, that guy who pulled this pulled this T-shirt over his head well, he was, was also probably, probably trying to be himself, <laughs> and the same for the guy on the bar stool. <laughs> Well, he, this guy wasn't trying. He wasn't trying at all. He wasn't making any passes. Yeah. And he, that's the type of guy that will get get girls. Yeah, and he was but probably he, married. You know, well, I don't know. I didn't ask him. I didn't get that far. But he, you know, he wasn't trying. He wasn't going out of his way to be a sleaze or yeah. to try and show that that's what he wanted. And yeah. he would have very likely gone and got what he what he wanted at the end of the night, I imagine. Yeah. There you go. So that's my... Uh, well, that says something about desperation, which ties nicely into what I was going to talk about today. Because I right. tried to get out of the grip of some long, sticky American tentacles the other day. <laughs> and get your fingers in your pie. What's happening? <laughs> I try to break up with an American CRM company. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. What does that mean? What's a CRM company? Well, uh, you know, a company has your, can host your customer database and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to name names, but people would know what I'm talking about. So like emails. Yeah. Right, so holds all your client details and your email. Yeah. We do your emails from, and okay, so that's the CRM. So yeah. well, yeah. So I went into you know went into my account and clicked the cancel my account button, mm. and what was revealed to me was not confirmation that they had received my cancellation. What was revealed to me was a big fucking form, ah. <laughs> which said that I could fill in the form. To request a cancellation call. And what? do you know, Kat, Kat, do you know how much I hate phone calls? Have I ever told you yeah, that? You, yeah, you, yeah, it's probably a bit hard for you to get on Skype with me, to be honest. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're one of and the you exceptions I talk to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know me. So, I mean, totally, yeah, I totally lost. So, okay, so I don't get this. So, you so you want to cancel something because, yeah. hey, you're not happy with it, you don't need it, whatever. And what they're trying to do is trying to persuade you to stay with them for whatever obviously, reason, yeah. which obviously is going to make you feel even less like staying with them. What, what I use is, you know, you can compare that to relationships. Say a woman, say that you wanted to <laughs> say, say that you wanted to break up with Kelvin because you wanted to go out to to, you know. Uh, Follow the Spanish guy home, whatever. Okay, whatever. yeah. Whatever. Let's, whatever. let's set the scene. Let's say that's the scene. I don't care. Let's say that's the scene. 
So you come to a point where, you know, the relationship has ended in your head. And as women work, you normally tend to go to think about, you go around and think about that for a while. And then you suddenly <laughs> reveal that, and you know, the relationship is over. And what happens then, what, what happens in nine out of 10 cases is that the husband, it, it comes from, you know, uh, like, like lightning from a clear sky. So they haven't so been you're aware. You're not expecting it. Not yeah. expecting but, it. But in the woman's head, they've been, that's done and dusted. They've had these arguments over exactly. a period of yeah. a long and then, time. And then it's over, you know. And, and like, yeah, the husband done. can try to, he can try to persuade you or whatever. But, you know, the decision has been made. So yeah. that comes across as pretty desperate. And what does that, what does that, you know, how do you feel then? Well, you feel contempt. You just want to get away from there as soon as, you know, humanly possible. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the form was, uh, <laughs> this form said that I had to check, I had to tick a box which said that I'm confirming that I'm not cancelling the account, that I'm merely requesting a cancellation call. And I had to write in the field, but I had to fill in the best time for them to contact me. But then this is where they made a mistake. They had a common field. <laughs> And a what field? A comment field. Field for a comments. field. Oh, so you yeah. went to town. I went ballistic. I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, so hang on a second. So, so you want to cancel something. You're within your rights to cancel it, obviously. Obviously. Unless you're on contract or you need to sort some kind of issue out with money-wise or anything like that. So you just want to to cancel but they say you can cancel it at any time but actually you can't cancel it no. you can cancel to request a call and then what if you get on the call and they say well you can't cancel it what's what happens then well uh, well I, I guess i'd block the credit card but but I, I don't think they they do that it's just the idea of that desperate sleazy like for, for me it's or, like if you're trying to chase a client like that, yeah. that that's what stinks of desperation, isn't it? And yeah. that's what puts you off. It's that yeah. whole guy yeah. in the club who's touching you, he's desperate. Exactly. He just wants to go home with you, but he reeks of booze and he's done it with everybody else because you've seen him work the whole room. Yeah. And you think, well, if I capitulate now, I'm just going to be a number. And that, yeah, that's quite revolting. And, and you know why? Funnily enough, uh, up until that point, I was actually quite happy with that service. Uh, and the reason I had to, uh, that I changed to another service was for technical reasons, and it had to do with some of their, their plans, <laughs> their packages. So I wasn't really okay. Stop oh, now. Stop yeah. now. No one cares about that. No, but what I'm saying is that um, I've actually recommended. I've sent other people to them, and I do that regularly. I would still do that. Having <laughs> been for that cancellation thing, I would still have sent people to them and recommended them. But now. There's no way. There's no way. It's kind of like getting, you know, when you're desperate for a client and you and they've and they're pissing you off and and you they're in the salon and they making noises and they make your staff feel miserable and your staff don't want to come and work with them and you don't want to work with them and the receptionist doesn't like to deal with them and they're always making complaints or they're making problems for you and you keep them and you placate them and you ring them and even though they complain, you make sure that they feel good about themselves, whatever it is, because you are so desperate to have them. Yeah. Where, what should you do? Tell them to fuck off. Yeah, that's one thing. Or it could be, you know, that you could spend your effort on trying to follow up your customer until they get to the point where, where they want to leave. 
and too many of us take our clients for granted and start you know we go okay. around so all the time two sides of the coin, yeah. yeah there are two sides yeah. and we go you know looking for new clients instead of catering the old ones and what they could have done because i was in touch with their customer service a few months back before i changed the service and i said uh-huh. look i have an alternative and they they said well we don't have this that the other so you have to do it this way or something and that didn't fit me it didn't suit me so i i had to change and if they picked it up back then there wouldn't be a need for a cancellation call that's my my point and there's nothing wrong with you know confirming that okay we confirm the cancellation uh, could we have a call that would yeah. be a totally different approach rather than trying to force people or coerce people into doing something they don't want to yeah, really I guess for the for that case, yeah, that does stink actually, really stink. I mean, I, if people want to cancel, let them cancel. But like you say, that was actually a really important point there is that you, it wasn't out of the blue, really. It's not like you didn't have an issue before. No. And most people will tell you if they've got issues, they will say something. And if you keep well, ignoring they, they, it. Yeah. You know, if it's something if it's something unreasonable that you're being unreasonable about as a client, then just get rid of that client. The client's been unreasonable. You, there's, you know, they want far more than what you can offer. Then, you know, they're not the client for you. However, if it's something that something's gone wrong, say, for example, you've got a staff member who consistently fucks up a haircut and never gets it straight, there's something you need to do. So it needs to be, and, you know, the client keeps coming back and saying, oh, can I have somebody else? I don't want them. Or you see that they don't get any repeat business and that the repeat business for that particular stylist is declining um, or what we call burning clients, then there's something wrong and you need to fix that. And you can yeah. fix that before it gets out of control. And there's so many ways of fixing out without us going into the details now. There's so much you can do, no. both on the follow-up side and on the, you know, talking to your client from time to time. We talked about that before, you know, mapping the customer journey, talking to them, all that kind of stuff where you can pick this up. Uh, and, of course, some clients will leave, some will die, some will move, <laughs> some will... Die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some some won't die fast enough. Uh, but yeah, that's just yeah. part of it. Yeah. So yeah. so that was my my experience with the uh, sticky American tentacles, and that was uh, a. They just put them into you, and they don't want to let go. I, it's so yeah. I get the same feeling as I get. You know what I said earlier about that relationship thing. I think it's the same feeling that because before I could have recommended them to others and I probably still would. And I, I might even still do because what they got isn't that bad. It's not about that. It's just that the whole whole experience was kind of, it was icky and it was, you know. Ugh. Icky. Ooh, you've been left with the icky feeling all over yes. you. Ooh, so, yeah, you want to wash yourself you. with a wire brush. Yeah. <laughs> Go have a bath of borax and a wire brush. <laughs> well, that's all yeah, I got, nice. Kat. That's that's my. That's my all you got. Big, Excellent. Yeah. Well, I've got cats crying in the background, so I'll probably have to go and deal with them in a little bit, just in case. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, carnage in the kitchen. Um, okay, so that's cool. Let's come to the end of episode forty-nine. Next one's episode fifty. It's coming up. Uh, are we having cake? What, uh, are we having cake? Well, we could do that. I tell you what, we could do. We could record this in the pub. We could record episode fifty in the pub. We could. We could. We could have a celebration. Oh, bloody hell. There would be other people on the recording. But... Oh, wow. Let's see how we go. That could be <laughs> on your we mental success. We could have guests on. Well, wait. We could... Yeah, we've got many great ideas here. Right. Well, right. we'll leave that with you. Well. In the meantime, 
go and rate us go and uh tell us what you think send leave us a review whenever you're listening and uh tell us uh tell us your thoughts that would be good then we can uh, we can use them um and if you are having any problems at all and if you've got some any worries or concerns or challenges and you'd like some help with that um because i know running a salon it can be very difficult um most of the time it's um it's a tough business uh, it's sometimes very um non um you're not thanked very well for it and uh you can feel very lonely and isolated out there so if you need a, a friendly looking over your shoulder um, and giving you some ideas about what you can do to help your salon grow fast um apply for a private podcast which is on our site www.growyoursalonfastshow.com Private podcast. experts in making stuff grow fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll leave these men excluded. Right, that's all I've got. That's all I've got that as well. Got? That's all you've got. Okay, well, we'll leave it there then. I'll take care and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.